Welcome to the Tune Into Yourself podcast. This is your host, Dr. Beverly Foster Hines, Executive and Business Coach. This program is for persons who want to make decisions which are in alignment with their true selves and which can take them to the next level in their career, business, and life. Our guest today is Ms. Zoe Hagley. She's an independent consultant, business owner, university educator, and community volunteer with an unwavering passion for communications and development in the Caribbean. In 2019, Zoe founded Coalesce Consulting, a communications consulting company with a focus on Caribbean development. Through her company, Zoe uses a variety of services to provide a holistic, impactful communication strategy for clients across the region working in the development space. In 2018, she became the only Grenadian to be appointed to the Commonwealth Youth Council as the Director of Communications and Public Relations for the Caribbean region. Welcome, Zoe. Thank you so much for having me. I'm happy to be here. Zoe, tell me a little bit, I mean, how did you get into communication? Why did you choose communication? So I know it's very cliche to say, but communication definitely found me. When I was in secondary school in convent, everyone else, they were so good at science and mathematics and geography. And my main field, the subject that I was really good at was English. English A, English B. I always knew how to explain myself through narratives, how to write, how to finesse words to really communicate what I wanted. But I never knew that that could be a job, a career. I had no idea. Uh, So when I went into community college, I was playing around with different subjects, business, sociology, and I stumbled upon media and communications. And I'm like, this just makes sense. This is what I liked from secondary school. And from there, I went to university to study journalism and international relations. And it's, as the saying goes, the rest is history. <laughs> the rest is history. So it, it's really building on a strength that you, that you discovered from secondary school. And then Absolutely. You, yeah, and through Absolutely. your exploration, you identified a way forward. Now, in terms of Oopman, I mean, you're young and you have your, uh, your consultancy company. And your focus, as you said, is uh, working in the development space in the Caribbean. Uh, what what led you to that, to working in that space? Sure. So if you were to ask me in 2016 or even when I was pursuing my master's in the UK, if I was going to open a business, I, I'd say no. That was not something that I visioned for myself at all. But I became frustrated. So I was working with different companies that didn't really align with my personality or my passions. And I'm very, very passionate about development of the Caribbean region. And I think it's very important for certain things to be communicated to the public on what's happening in the development space. And I wasn't seeing that happening. So I figured that there was a need for it. Um, I work with a lot of nonprofit organizations. I work with a lot of Uh, companies that are helping with climate change, uh, community development, and they are so focused on what they do that they don't have time to let the public know that, hey, we're doing this and you can't get help. 
So I just want to go out into that to that space and really show the public that there are these companies working for them. Can you give me um like some highlights? Share with us some highlights to your current, you know, your current um owning your own business and being an educator at university, which is also important. Uh, so I think one of my well, I'm I'm always building these different highlights. So it is a journey that is still ongoing. Um, but one of my highlights definitely with Coalesce was working for the European Union um, through share hard work. And if it's one thing I've realized through my professional career and from starting this business is you really just have to put in the work and then the rest just kind of comes to you. So through word of mouth, I was recommended to get this contract with the European Union and the government of Grenada um, because the EU does a lot of work in Grenada. But again, they didn't get the publicity. They don't get the publicity. So I worked on that contract to make sure that they had billboards, that they had branding, so people could really see, hey, the EU is here and the EU is present. And I saw people talking about the billboard that I was able to erect for this this project and it was just really heartwarming to know okay yeah it works you know I'm actually seeing the results so that was definitely one one of the many highlights and in terms of your journey if you had to identify like two major constraints that you had to address what would they be and and how were you able to address them so my first interestingly it's quite internal um, and that's self-doubt. And it's still something that I struggle with currently. I doubt myself a lot. Um, and it's only when people, you know, are telling me, no, this is this is exactly what we want. And this is exactly what we're looking for. I start to realize, okay, that this self-doubt is actually bigger than I'm letting on. And it is actually a restraint to me growing. But it's something that I have identified and I'm working on. So that's one, definitely one issue. And the second, I would say jumping into the space, jumping into becoming an independent consultant, I did not have many mentors or role models or people that I saw doing what I wanted to do. So I was essentially forging my own path in completely uncharted waters, making mistakes, not really having an idea. So I feel, I feel like if I had maybe somebody that I could ask questions to or just had a mentor, that would have been helpful. Um, but I didn't. But I was able to make mistakes and learn. So maybe those two. Uh, but I identify them and I'm, I'm forging on. Good, good. And, you know, you mentioned the, the self-doubt. Some people might call it uh, limiting beliefs. You know, um, some people also talk about, you know, uh, imposter syndrome. And I mean, if you had to give maybe one tip to someone that you found useful in sort of forging ahead, even when you have the self-doubt and stuff like that, what, what, what might that tip be? You have somebody that you can have truthful, meaningful conversations with. So for me, that's my sister. Um, she would tell me straight, just like it is. If I do good, she would say, yes, this was well done. If I did not do so well, she would tell me, mm, no, these are areas of improvement. And it's good when you can have somebody who will always give you the hard truth so you can kind of rationalize some of those thoughts that you're having. So you can compartmentalize and say, okay, this is actually self-doubt. 
or okay, no, I was actually right. This is an area of improvement. So just having somebody that you can have these open, clear, honest conversations with and have somebody that will give you truthful feedback is so important. Yes, I, I agree there. I mean, and, and people, you know, people, sometimes we get carried away, you know, you want to hear the positive and the positive, but you know, you need to hear reality. So, yeah. so, so yeah. that, you know, you can identify, as you've said, the areas the areas for improvement because we all have them. We are all works in progress. We will always be works in progress. That's just the reality. Absolutely, yeah. exactly. That's just the reality. In terms of your strengths, if you had to name a couple, what would they be? Uh, well, one, I love to research. I love doing research. You can give me some random facts and I'll be like, oh, this is something interesting. Let me just go and look up an article see if I can find it. I love just learning more about things whether it be complex or simple so for me definitely research and that helps in my business a lot because I never make decisions that are uninformed I ensure that I have the information and the proof to back that this decision is actually best um, it helps me a lot in my career as a as academia you know working in faculty because you want to ensure that what you're teaching is students it's actually proven you can go out there and find it so research is definitely one and two whether it be a good thing or a bad thing, I, I'm a very hard worker, so much so that I can almost overwork because if I have a task or I have a goal, it has to get done. I do not like disappointments. I do not like disappointing my clients. I do not like disappointing my students. So I tend to put a lot of pressure on me to get the work done. It's good in that I always meet goals. I meet my deadlines. I can give you the quality, but sometimes it does affect my mental health. It does affect me physically or I'm tired or I just have bags under my eyes. I haven't slept well at nights. So it's a balance that I'm still trying to strike, but it's definitely a positive as well. Right. Yeah. And I hear you. Huh? And, and your strength, you know, it, they can they can go into overdrive as they, as they say, you know, and, and you have to have some kind of mechanism to check in with yourself yeah. and, and you know and say well hey 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 I need to kind of do tie, you know tone this down a bit kind of thing and absolutely and, and in terms of you know you mentioned just to go back a little bit you mentioned you would have done your masters in the UK and I also um from looking at your bio and stuff I, I realized you know you're a shooting scholar tell us a little bit about that about that, um, you know, getting that scholarship and your time in the UK, you know, what might have stood out for you? So I, I always knew that I wanted to do a master's. And again, because I love development and I see these issues, I figured, okay, I have my journalism degree. I work in media. Maybe I can further my career, expand by getting my master's in development. And I applied to Chevening, hoping for the best, knowing that it was going to be very competitive and when I got it oh my gosh definitely one of the highlights of my entire life I was so overwhelmed I was so thankful it was really heartwarming to see my my parents my family so proud of me so that was definitely something that I would cherish and keep with me forever and going to England it was an amazing experience I had visited England many times before but to actually live there very different. It could be exhausting sometimes, especially in the evening, and it's just go, 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 coming from Grenada, where it's everything 
don't worry, man. Take two steps. We can worry about that tomorrow. And then with England, everything's fast-paced. We have to go right now. But I was lucky enough through achieving and through the network to see different parts of the UK. So I went to Wales. I went to Ireland. I went to different small towns and villages. And the UK is beautiful. I met people from all around the world through the Chevening Network. And I'm very thankful to be able to call myself to this day a Chevening Scholar. It's something that I would encourage people if you feel that you have the qualifications and you're looking for a master's that's more than just paper, you're looking for a holistic experience, then definitely apply to Chevening. And you also are involved in the community. Tell me a little bit about that. You know, what are you actually involved in and some highlights from that work that you do? Sure. So I've been volunteering probably my entire life, not really noticing it. So uh, coming through primary school and secondary school, I was in Girl Guides, I was in Rangers, I was in this, I was in that. And just seeing it as something that I just did, not really realizing the bigger picture until I became much older. And that's when I got into Rotaract. For many, many years, I helped out with food drives, started a scholarship. So I was in the community donating clothes and food, making sure that people after disasters had their supplies. Uh, right now, I'm actually working along with the Grenada Red Cross on COVID response. Right now, I'm also a prospective member of the Rotary Club of Grenada East and assisting with their projects as well. So for me, involvement in the community not only allows you to get to know people on a grassroots level, but also to get to know yourself. And I think it was through volunteerism that I was able to realize that I really do love development. And that's something that carried with me through my life. So community with me will always remain a very important part of my life and career. Mm-hmm. And how did you get into volunteerism? I mean, you know, sometimes some people would say, well, my parents were involved in it. I mean, how did you? Definitely through the school. So definitely being in convents and uh, through rangers and girl guides and having to go out to different homes and having charity events and playing with kids. It started there and then it just kind of developed yes. thereafter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you had to look, because you're involved in different areas, you know, a consultant, business owner, university educator, community volunteer, what what might you see as the, or what do you see as the common thread? Is there a common thread or is it that they feed different aspects of yourself? There is a common thread and the common thread is service. It's giving of yourself and of your time to others. And I think if you kind of boil down most jobs and most careers, that's what it is. You give of yourself to make others better off. So with my consulting company, working for some of these organizations, these nonprofit organizations that are out in the space, I want to go on above and beyond because they are going above and beyond. So just that kind of connection same with me being a university educator. I want to go above and beyond for my students and giving of myself so that they can learn, that they can progress in their academic and professional careers. And the same with community. I want to go above and beyond because these people are going above and beyond just to make it. So 
it's really a giving of yourself and ensuring that there is an altruistic aspect of it, just wanting to be out there and just just making a difference. I hear you because that is that is very important. Huh? We all have the opportunity to make a difference. That know? is true. That's how it is you use it. Now, in terms of, you know, looking back and, and looking at the current situation, you would have had many important decisions to, to make along the way. You would have had to tune into yourself, you know. How do you do that? Um, are you someone that maybe uses your head, your heart, or your gut, or all three? What do you use? What has worked for you? Definitely a combination of all three. Albeit not to the best sometimes. Sometimes there's a conflict going on with all three. But it does help you make a more cohesive decision in the end. Just most recently, I've had to reflect within myself on some decisions. Some things didn't go to plan in my career. And with me, I'm very meticulous and I plan things out and I want this, this has to go this way. And when it doesn't work out, it does set me back because it was self-doubt. Okay, well, what happened there? Mm -hmm. So a big issue like that happened recently and it, it really just made me sit and reflect, okay, so this is the actual situation. Maybe my gut is saying that it could have been something saying that's not the case you know there's a bigger issue here that maybe you're not aware of and it's just sitting down and trying to rationalize and doing research as well to make a good decision at the end now in your in each area i mean education and your business etc at the university you would come into contact with with a lot of young persons and what sort of advice would you or do you give them in terms of them moving forward for their future to be a success? So I currently teach at St. Lawrence University, which is a medical institution. With my students, because they eventually go on to medical school and they complain a lot about the workload, I usually tell them that that's, that's it. It is hard because if it was easy, then everyone would be a doctor. But do you want it? And that's that's what it boils down to. Do you want it? If you really do want a particular goal in life, then you would work tooth and nail to get it done. So my advice is it's also an opportunity to reflect on whether you actually want this thing that you're working towards. If you realize that you just don't have that drive to put in the hours or you're starting to work and you're just not motivated, then maybe you need to tweak that goal. But if you really do want it, you will work hard for it. And trust me, it's going to be a lot of hard work. It is a lot of work as a young person building your, your business. You know, you mentioned that um, you would have gotten a, a contract and through word of mouth. How important do you see that sort of relationships and network, etc., cetera, uh, in, in your business moving it forward? It's extremely important um, because especially for me, I get most all of my clients through word of mouth. And that's because I have a network. That's because I put in the work for one client, not over underestimating the power of this one client that can lead me to a next. 
So it's making sure that you foster these connections, these, these networks. I am somewhat of an introvert. So at first it was a little bit outside of my comfort zone to be putting myself out there so much. But after a while, it kind of becomes second nature. So I have no problem tapping into my achieving network, tapping into my UE network, tapping into my LSE network when necessary. Because at the end of the day, that's what being a business person is about. That's what being a young professional is about. But having that network, growing your network, and knowing how and when to use it. Yeah, yeah. I think I think that is that is very critical. You know, your your network and then the message. You know, you you you've identified your niche as the um, development space, and a lot of times people don't. You want to be everything to everybody, and you can't be everything to everybody yeah. you know it's just exactly. not possible <laughs> you know exactly it, you know it dilutes your brand kind of thing so but but sometimes people just don't get that is there anything else you would like to add Zoe? um well if anybody as i mentioned i didn't really have a mentor or i didn't have somebody that i could turn to so if anybody listening to this is thinking about maybe a career in communications, public relations, or even university educating, please feel free to reach out to me. Uh, I, I can be found on LinkedIn, Zoe Hagley. I can be found on Instagram as well. So don't be shy or hesitant to just reach out and say, hey, this is what I'm thinking. Can you give me some tips or advice? As you said, the space is big. We can't do it all. I know I can't have every client in the world. So I am willing to assist because you never know hey, there may be a partnership there in the future and I'm growing my network as well. So please feel free to reach out. Thank you so much, Zoe. It was, it was great having you. And, Thank you for uh, having me. You know, I would encourage persons to please reach out. Reach out to Zoe on LinkedIn, as she said, Zoe Hagley. Reach out to me, Beverly Costa Hines, Upland Solutions, PT. You know, because that's the magic. The magic is reaching out to each other and moving forward.